There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So um, we're meeting the rest of your family today, Julio. Uh, what should I say to them? Oh, you know, girl, it's been fine. Just be yourself. You've been doing great. Really? Be yourself. Yeah, but be yourself, but be uh-huh. like a louder, more, I don't know, assertive version of yourself. Because what you're doing right now, not working. I really Especially just for my mom. I really just want to go play with the squirrels. <laughs> Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you've only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Be yourself, but louder. I think I've seen, <laughs> I think I've seen that wall art sometimes. The thing you never say to Poodle. <laughs> this is Toe. This is Toe. This is motherfucking Toe. Season five, episode four. Mad about what you said. Yeah, yeah mad about um, what you said. I screamed <laughs> because what, boy, when, when, you know, when you know the person you're in a relationship with has uh, kind of unrealistic expectations yes. of who they want you to be. Um, and does he, e- is he really even interested in you at all? Well, <laughs> what we have found out, and we're going to talk about the whys, but remember when, and we both kind of, but I let it, but we both kind of said, like, you weren't such a fan of him. And I said, I don't, I said, something's wrong, but I don't know if it's the mom or if it's Julio. Yeah. I think this episode we learned it's Julio. It's him. Yeah. He's just another man who doesn't want to be a bad guy and has no spine. Yeah, and he's using he's using his family and his friends <laughs> to tell her to go fuck off. It's classic 90-day tropes. We even got the yeah. classic line from her. 
it's like I'm dating a different person. I mean, you could play 90 day bingo with this couple for sure. Yeah. But, but I, I was kind of amazed the, the, I, it kind of blew my mind either. I was like, could this be a bit of fraudacity? Um, or is he okay with acting like this much of a douche on camera? Is he just not aware? I'd still have sex with him. You need to process that. I would. I would. Boy, someone, he would string someone, me along. Someone called you out that you were really late to get off the Bartiste train. <laughs> I, I was. I was. It's true. <laughs> like, most of America had departed that. Yeah. Yeah. And I you were still... still I think there's some home. redeeming things about Yeah, I was it. trying. I was trying, y'all. Ooh. Wow. That says something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it ain't nice. Not nice. Uh, do we have any announcements? I guess I uh, we always have announcements. Uh, I think that we, the things that we do want to talk about is um, we have that, y'all, there's a switch. F-Boy Island's moving from Max, just so you know, to the CW on August 3rd. Um, and we're not going to be covering the whole show, but we know that a lot of you are interested in it, so yeah. we wanted to let the, you know. They're airing the season that we watched, two, the two seasons. They're airing the two seasons on the CW. Oh, um, I so did not can, know the prior seasons yes, they're airing. You can, watch, oh. you can watch the first season uh, that was normally aired on Max on the CW now on August 3rd. And y'all, we covered that season. Did We, we covered Nakia, on a, Sarah... Nikita. Poor, was it on a board, dumb Sarah? Sarah, was it on a public feed or on our? It was RG on public feed. Okay, great. So, um, you can and CJ. Just, I don't know. August third, that's coming up. I don't know if we'll have time. We might repost those just for people so they can find them a little easier because it was like two years ago when we did that. Yeah. Because I don't. Because we're going. We're going to have to repost them because I'm going to get message. Carl. Yeah. Carl, how do I find those? Those. I can't say it. It's dirty. Those boy island <laughs> I can't her, find it. Her preacher doesn't like her saying no, dirty words. Shoot her. Shoot her. Go get my Bible shooter. Go get it. I can't they just search it? Maybe they can't. I don't know. Maybe they can't. So I think we're gonna I'll uh, Christina and I will do it. We'll we will repost we will repost them saying encore on the public feed. Good idea. Y'all can get them there. I think that's but the best way to it do it. It premieres the third. August. 3rd. Okay, so they will. We will have them line up corresponding with that. I'll just more gah, more work for me, but I guess I have to do it. <laughs> Let me get a post it. Does your mother have post its all over your house? My mother used to have post its uh, everywhere. She didn't use post its. She has this kind of spiral bound notebook that she writes. <laughs> oh, and she loses that. I bet it's a oh, ordeal. No, if I would take it to so like write something on, have you see my spiral notebook? Don't take that. I have everything I need in there. <laughs> Can you write that on my list, grocery <laughs> list? I had I had another thing about your father wanted to send some letter to someone, and the the following it's on the back of that page, and I said. Uh, and she's like, and I said, what about the Wi-Fi password? What's on? It's in this spiral notebook. And I said, no, you're going to get a piece of paper and I'm going to tape it to the bottom of one of your fucking drawers. And I did that. <laughs> but did, then the password changed. Then the password changed. <laughs> Jaybird, how do I get this paper off the door? You taped it too good. I don't want to ride on my Laura Ashley furniture. <laughs> 
Uh, it's too good for her. It's rooms to go. Oh, that's where your mom goes? No, she she would go to a furniture outlet. And still try else. to hassle with them and get a cheaper price? Yeah, unfortunately. Wow. Wow. Well, I think, I think, looks like there's, looks like there's already a scratch here. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all. Ma'am, ma'am, this just came from the factory. Ma'am, this is a Burger King. Um, <laughs> y'all, this is August. Happy Augusto. Happy August, everyone. Ooh, well, I guess. In French. Well, I guess it's going up <laughs> Monday night, so it's technically July 31st, but um, it's going to be August. We got a new moon, and we've got some new collabs coming up this month, so be on the lookout. We'll announce some more as they're coming, but at least yeah. one. We're having one collab this month, so. I've never liked August. Because you got to go back to school? No. I don't like the way the moon, moon the month feels. That's fair. <laughs> I, think I don't <laughs> I it's always like, still kind of hot. I, I feel that's the way I feel about January. I just don't like the way the month feels. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm indifferent to January. <sighs> yeah, but I don't like August. Never liked it. She likes July, y'all, because it's hot and she's hot. And that's, the middle, that's the middle of the summer. Yeah. August is when you're just like, in your feelings, thinking, I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> or the poor teacher is going, I have to get my classroom ready. And the state doesn't get me money for supplies, so I have to ask people for it. Yeah. Because <sighs> that's where we live in now. That's where Which we live sucks. in now. It was, a, it was a little bit when uh, Kirsten was uh, kind of shocked about, um, what was it? Oh, well, let's jump into that. I think we don't have any other announcements, right? Um, I don't think so. Did you want to start with Kirsten and Julio? Because I feel like there was more to talk about with them this week. Sure, They've had the most. Um, sure. Uh, let's do that. You go ahead and take that. Uh, so more family, more family that she doesn't know. And <laughs> not, and we're not just going to let you meet one family member now and the no. brothers. No. We're going to give you Eight aunts and seven uncles and twenty-eight cousins, <laughs> all all saying, "Why don't you try? Why don't you try to take our uh, our Julio away from yeah. us?" And a judgment in a backyard. <laughs> exactly. Like, is it? I after I didn't I didn't assume it was intentional to make this woman feel like an outsider and to make her to, to portray her to his family as the enemy who's taking him away. But now I believe that that's exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's I, yeah. awful. <laughs> and, oh, this is what I was going to say when she was, um, uh, when she, uh, he shows, they leave the house. He's like, Hey, want to see a fun fact? And she's like, what? <laughs> she said, that's a bullet hole in our house. Cause someone was shot across the street. And she goes, well, I'm not used to seeing that. She looks horrified, and I just wrote, welcome to America. And she said, gun ownership isn't a thing in the Netherlands, and that would really scare me. And I I, I thought that is a premonition for, for two things. I think that is supposed to tell us that she just definitely does not want to live in America. No. And so, y'all, what's happening later in this segment is – Julio still thinks he's on the other way. He's just decided 
he's not the one going the other way. <laughs> Turns out pulling, he wants her to go a toe. Yeah. He's pulling he's pulling a Danielle and is changing <laughs> the show. Not a toe. He's trying to make it 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, but that's true. what it would be. That's what it would be. And it's just but it's just like I, the the chutzpah of this man, of this man child. I don't <sighs> think I honey, you're better than this. You could find a better DJ. I promise you. Thank you. Um, oh, you mean for her? I thought you meant for me. Um, you could find a better DJ. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. We know another Pat, a DJ from Ninety Day Fiance who's a lot better. So they are. Uh, they're at the cousin's house, and and he always says things like, "It's like you know, my family. These kind of gatherings mean a lot to me." Funny because you don't share anything about your life. You don't. It is. It's, you, it, I don't believe this stuff that your family I, means so much to you. He is full of it. What a bullshitter. Anyway. I think he's I, very insecure. I, I didn't like him at first, and I still stand by it. Um. Anyway, that's when he says, be yourself, but be a little louder. Um. Later on, they're playing dominoes, the cousins, uncles, and aunts. And, and she's like, so where did you hear about me? And they're like, three weeks ago. She's like, but we've been dating for a year. We lived together for two months. Well, I don't know what she wanted to say. We don't like it because you're They're taking like, our Julia away. They don't, they don't listen to her at all. She even <laughs> says, why didn't you tell them that you should have told them? She says, I told him he should tell all of you. And they're like, fuck your practicality and any reason you're trying to say. <laughs> fuck you. And I wrote, it truly is. It, it, it was already decided. But, y'all, it's official. He is Chantelling Kirsten. It's bad. He's Chantelling her. And even worse, he's moving the goalposts, and he's basically trying to get her to break up with him. Yep. It's bad. Yep. yep. So, and anyway, then, so the family go. And I say that. I think the proof in the pudding for that is because, where did that come from, proof in the pudding? Um, The proofs in the pudding. Um. I have a feeling it has to do with maybe dough proofing. Um, I mean, my dad kind of messed up one of his sayings. You know, he used to have all his sayings like, you know, you can't wake up with the, you can't stay out with the screech owls and then soar in the morning with the eagles and stuff like that. But he had one. He said, Matt, sometimes pudding ain't pudding unless you eat it. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. I still that don't means. know what that means. You brought it up before. <laughs> I still that, don't that know it. what that means. Proof in the pudding, sissies. Let us know. Someone's going to let us know. Are you looking here, it up? Here, it, I, I do have what it means. Boy, this, this is a very educational show. Um, it, the, the expression is an, alternation, is an alteration of an older saying that makes the meaning clearer. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Your father will Oh, right. my God. Chelsea Marr was right. In other words, oh, things must be I am judged. calling my brother. Things must be judged by trying them yourself or seeing them in action based on other facts. In other words, what he was saying, pudding isn't pudding unless you eat it. It's the same. It's actually, <laughs> that's a better saying than the proof is in the pudding, if you think about it. Can you imagine me being in a scholarly discussion about something <laughs> and going, well, as someone, someone, a, a, a scholar once said, pudding ain't pudding unless you eat it. Unless you eat it. And you know what? It was a better adaptation than the one we have now. Good for Chelsea Marr. Chelsea Marr. <laughs> Intellectual of his time. True. True. Uh, anyway, so 
And then he basically. Wait, no, what I was the whole. Sorry, I waylaid myself. But this whole idea of when he looked at her, what was your reaction when he, when they're talking to the friend Vincent and Vincent says, "Well, you could move over here," and then he looks at her and says. Well, that could be a good idea. Oh, this is some this is some major gaslighting, and I'm so glad she noticed it. She calls uh, out everything. I I will say this felt so horrible, horrible that if this wasn't fraudacity, this guy. <laughs> I, I was I, my mouth dropped open. Uh, nothing like being gaslit from someone in a bargain basement devil costume. <laughs> devil costume. I, that's another thing. Y'all, I want to take Kirsten. Kirsten, come to Los Angeles. I will take you to a Halloween party with gay people where we actually yeah. do cost. These people were doing the least. They were, were doing the, the least. Shittiest cost. Could he have found a cape? How hard would it have been found to devil to devil cape? Hey, but she at least wore a slutty red dress like you do on Halloween. He he knew he he somehow got those horns, but he just wore a red like sweatshirt, <laughs> sweatshirt, and then jeans. <laughs> but did you see everyone else at the like? What the fuck was Vincent? Was he a Viking, but just in a hat? You know, he looked like to me. He looked uh, like he was John Candy in Home Alone. <laughs> Or, oh, yes. or John no, Candy no, no. and um uh, uh uh Uncle Buck when he drives up and he yes! wears that fur hat he now if he was John Candy and Uncle Buck I would respect that yeah uh Make anyway even even before that though when he's talking to the family and the family's like are you moving talking to her oh sorry and yeah. he makes he her he makes Kirsten say yes no I'm I'm not I'm not moving he's coming over here with me. Oh. He, he lets her do it all. Yo, know, this is low key humiliating. It is. And and at one point, and the aunt goes, You can't do that, Julio. The woman has to follow the man. <laughs> so then then Kirsten's like, I laugh, y'all, because this there's nothing else you can do other than no. to be very sad for her. It's true. And the Kirsten's like, Well, I mean, it was your like, kind of idea to come to my country. And I wish this was followed up. Um, and the family's like, well, you know, we don't know much about your relationship here. That that seems to be, why not? Why not? Why don't we know much about your relationship? And I'm like, that's his problem. <laughs> you should that be is. yelling at him. The, yeah. All the women who were there should be siding with Kirsten saying, why don't we know anything about this girl? They should have. They should have. Uh, anyway, this is like, you know what this uh, is? My mother and your mother would have chewed my ass right yeah. there and said, why didn't you tell me this, Matthew Stevens? She would have freaked out. This is that weird eldest boy thing, kind of like mayor, class principal, or cl class president, jock in the family. Everyone loves him. And yeah. I hate this shit. And he always gets by with everything. And maybe it's a cultural thing that we as two white people don't get to, that of just protecting your own no matter what. But it felt gross. It felt really gross. Really um, gross. So she's, and, and then he said, or someone says, why, why wouldn't you do two months living here? And I went, what? Some stupid <laughs> bitch. I say, I, she said that. And I said, ma'am. Ma'am, this is not your time to speak. Sit down. It's almost like you for so you don't know anything about their relationship. Shut up. And you're just saying, well, I also like this idea that neither of them have jobs and they can just do anything they fucking want. 
Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> neither of them have jobs, and all of them don't know anything. It's that's such an American thing that like you stay some here Ameri for two months. Well, no, such Americans being like, I don't know anything about anything, but I can just go on, yeah. like, let's say a microphone and just talk about my opinions about people I don't know ad nauseum for Fuck over yeah, an hour. <laughs> Girl, that's our I show. Know, I don't, I don't know who wants we, to do that. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> so we're gay, though. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so, y'all, this is total moving the goalposts. Um, and he's like, I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. In front of them, completely blindsided yeah, he her. Didn't Yo, this is the equivalent of like pantsing her in front of his oh family. Oh my God. <laughs> Jared Bates got in so much trouble in seventh grade because we were in Miss uh, Runyon's class. And I remember that was the English class because we read Animal Farm that year. And I really enjoyed that book, even though I felt like at the time it was a little bit below us to be reading in seventh grade. But every honey, Animal Farm is an allegory for communism. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about that. I think they just <laughs> talked about FFA and, and animals. That's how they used it to, uh, we were reading. I was like, I really enjoy this book, but I feel like it's more of an elementary book instead of seventh grade. I didn't understand it, but, uh, all the FFA, even Mr. Hallam came in and apparently looking back, that's what they used to recruit the kids to FFA. So there were no, yeah. there were no underlying meanings of socialism or kind of human dynamics and how it was representative of people and social structures. Not familiar. We didn't discuss that. <laughs> no. But anyway, I remember Jared Bates decided to, uh, Miss Runyon had a glass door and Jared Bates was standing there and he was in front of the glass door being silly. And then Jared Marshall came up behind Another him. Jared. Well, Jared. Oh, I'm sorry. Jared Bates and then Jared. J-E-R-R-R-J-E-R-R-I-T-T. I -R 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 don't care. Uh, anyway, and then... Um, Jarrett Marshall pantsed him in oh. front of the entire class, and we saw his tidy whities And I've never seen Miss Runyon so mad. She walked out; she was screaming in that hallway. And then Mr. Clardy had to come down, and he got in trouble. And then, uh, and he got suspended. Mr. Like, Clardy, yeah, yes, he got suspended for like two days. And then he came back, and it was all fine. Nobody, and then that kind of stopped people from pantsing people at school because that was a big deal. Come to find out about <laughs> there was five, an epidemic of pantsing. There was, there was, and even this five years ago, Jarrett Marshall was driving driving his car home because his wife just had a baby, and he just visited her at the hospital. And he's driving his car home and lost control of it, ran into a tree, and it caught on fire, and he burned it and died alive. Maybe karmically, yeah. It's a sad it was story. Something story. Everybody dies at the end, or someone does. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? 
or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Poodle, I got to tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, 
and even keep going queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. I don't know how I move on from there, <laughs> but I, but it but it felt absolutely awful to me watching this. It did, and <laughs> this woman's being used as an emotional punching bag. She is, and she's y'all. She's so blindsided, and now now it's Halloween. She's like, no, we don't do Halloween that much. She's like, some people do, but I've never been to an American party. I'm like, I'm sorry, this had to be the first American Halloween party you went to. Because gays do it up. It's much better. We're doing much better. We've already discussed it. It's been discussed. You know, we're talking to the choir. You don't. You don't need. So we. They're talking to Vincent. Vincent. I think we've kind of already talked about this conversation. Vicente, but he keeps calling him. He calls him Vincent. Um, We kind of already talked about what they said, but I wanted to ask you this: Do you think that Julio set Vincent up to talk about this? One hundred percent. I do too. They've already. They've already been talking. I think this. so too. Yep. <clears throat> they want to start some DJ thing in New York or they got an idea to do something and it's about some fucking bro project and he doesn't want to leave. Um Kirsten even says <clears throat> they're kind of they're like talking about something. He's like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. And she kind of says, Well, you always like to have the last word. And Vince Vicente's like, Yeah, you guys always fighting like this. What's gonna happen? I guess, I guess anytime you have a relationship and you have a fight, it's over. <laughs> it's that that's basically what he was saying sir sir you're wearing a ridiculous hat and i'm pretty sure you're alone sit down and he's like so where are you gonna live there in an apartment 
And at one point, and then he's like, well, uh, he's like, that reminds me, like, what if I live in my alone in my own place? And I went, what the fuck is happening? Why are we doing this to this woman on television? It was horrible. And horrible. And then he says, would you be open to that? And this is the kind of thing, y'all, that you you're trying to act like, oh, I completely still love you, but maybe have we considered it? I'm glad my friend brought this up, who I definitely did not prompt to do this. Um, and I wrote down, this is, e- this is either fraudacity, either they don't have that many problems, which I think they have a lot of problems, but they don't have super apparent problems. Mm-hmm. Um, either they brought this up, but I-, I still think this is the worst kind of fraudacity because this is cruel. This is, this yeah. is cruelty. Is. And, and this, and, th- and I, I said, this big, this is the biggest Oh, commitment phobic douche I've ever seen on television. Otherwise, he's pretty terrible. And and he said, well, I need to think about a lot of things before I move. And and Kirsten finally says, I feel like there's something going on that I don't know about. Um, And y'all, that's your gut talking, Kirsten. This is bad. I wrote there is there is something that's going on. Yeah. Probably him with some other pair of boobs than vagina. Um, that's all I have. And no, I, that's kind of all I had. And he says, it's like, if you want to live separately, she said, if you want to live separately, go right ahead. And uh, I, I, I'm just, I was pretty, my mouth was slack jawed through this whole section. I, I, I think even if it is fraudacity, it feels like this feels exceptionally cruel. Um, it does. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the Mary Brand- and Dare- Brandan or Brandary. I still don't like that. I do. <laughs> get with it. I get to veto. The people in the squad are already using it. Sorry. They are. Show me. I, I will. I'll send you the screen grabs. Okay. Now? No, because we're in the middle of the show. Okay. I'll expect those right after the show. I'm sure I'll remember. <laughs> um, Brandary. Okay. Um, he's walking up, he's meeting, meeting grandpa and y'all resting bitch face is translates in any language. Doesn't, does it not poodle? <laughs> I think the face is actually don't fuck my granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, it did. It's not even bitch face. It is also, I'm meeting you for the first time. It feels a little futile. Like in other words, like. You need to ask me if you may bed my daughter. It's, um, it's such, again, a lot of our Filipino sissies have said this is also weird and such bullshit and not a cultural. It's a weird religious it's a, thing. It's a religious thing. And it feels thing. weird because I'm like, you don't want them to have sex before they're married. You want to ask permission before you kiss her. But you want them to sleep in the same bed? Yeah. It, it or feels, you will let them sleep in the same bed. Yeah. It's weird. It feels... <sighs> It, it 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 feels overexposed, yeah. and the fact that we're talking about so much of it. Yes. Um. And of course, y'all. He asked, "So, what did you do when you saw my granddaughter at the airport? Did you look at her clothes, imagining what's under there? Did you, <laughs> did you dry humper? Yeah. I want to know a full description like of a what cockroach you did. walking up a pole. No. <laughs> um. And and he's basically like, "Um, no, we just." I just 
gave her a gentle tap on the shoulder and and I and I saluted her. <laughs> you know, it's just like and he's like, good. Met, met your brother and ran home. And he's like, well, let's go inside, though. And Brandon already is like, boy, this is like, it's really hard because I've thought about the sex with Mary a lot. Like, I've even had a lot of wet dreams. <laughs> and I went, I think that's the first time in 90 Day Fiance history someone has talked about wet dreams on a show. It's true. I This guy really needs to get his dick wet. You can you can actually see his eyeballs just spinning around. Yeah, y'all, y'all. He's been living in a trailer and a car, and he's horny as fuck. <laughs> as fuck. The, the house is nice, like the house that he paid for. This is yeah. you were on the fence, and sissies. This is the house that he gave her money to. That he basically is paid to build. And it seems like the grandparents weren't going to live there, but a typhoon destroyed their house. So. I feel like a little bit like I would say I'll be my honest. house, my rules, I bitches. Would, I'm sorry. I would say that. I would say <laughs> you're living in my house. I built it. I do what I want. And if you and don't want to live here, you can live somewhere else. And while you're at it, Grandpa, pick up a broom. Exactly. <laughs> Although Grandma did cook a lot of food. That's true. She she had some. It looks like uh, is it lumpia? That that they were eating. That's what's really good, and with all the noodles, it looked good. I don't um, think I've ever had Filipino food. Oh, it's delicious. We have Filipino restaurants here. We do. I, I yeah. will go. Well, no, I have. I have. I have. I have. I have. Adobo chicken. Yes, I've uh, had adobo. that fried yes. chicken. Looked really good. It did look very um, good. So, y'all, there are bugs everywhere. Um, and I like as y'all like, learned from Mothgate, we couldn't handle it. I liked it. And he's like, that's a huge spider. She's like, just wait. There are bigger ones. <laughs> there is no way we could do a podcast in I, this house. I do want to say he isn't doing the big ad route of questioning everything and freaking out if it's not Western or what he's used to. He's like, yeah, I could live with this. It's not what I'm used to. But he's he's being super respectful about it. I, I think he's even being better than that because she says, yeah. hey, we have water, but it's cold. There's no heat. And he says... I'm okay with this because I once lived in my car. Then I lived in a trailer. And he also said, and I lived in my uncle's shack. And they show a picture <laughs> of this shack, y'all. And it is like, I'm glad that they, I'm actually glad they're giving this perspective because we look at someone like on um, B90 right now. We look at, um, uh, what's their names? I, I can't remember because we're not talking about Can them you describe right them? Um, her home. It's in, Her mom just died. <laughs> This, this is Sheila. The, this, Sheila. Is the, this is the worst game of Pyramid ever. Her mom just her mom horrifically just died. died falling down her mom the just rickety, died. Falling down the rickety stairs. Oh, uh, let's see. Poverty. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, he's deaf. He's uh, deaf. It's really tragic. It's yeah. like bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, her mom just died. <laughs> but I, I think that it's good for them to highlight. You brought that up on that episode, but we are seeing that there are Americans. I'm not, I'm not comparing like it's just as bad, but there are Americans living in poverty. Yeah. And Brandon was one of those people. So he's like, this is a step up for him. Uh, so he, she basically tells them, you need to ask my permission if we can share a room. And so, and I was like, I guess it, they just want to be asked. And he's, they're like, well, yes, you can. 
you can share. But um, you said that to me. You said I just want to be asked. I just want to be asked. And and then at one point they're like, "Well, it's all right, but you can't funk." And and he's like, "All right." And uh, yeah, parents have said that to Poodle before. It never stopped her. <laughs> so y'all, later on, we are in the boudoir. Yes. Which of of the room and you know I think oh, now I think we better go to another segment of Toe Reality Gay's Toe Theater. Okay, sure. And I'll be playing the role of uh, Brandan. Brandan. And I'll be playing Mary, Mary and maybe okay. another guest. Great. <laughs> Great. And action. action. Oh. oh, Mary. Oh, oh boy. I'm so. T- yeah, don't tired, mind. Don't, don't mind that erection. I'm just so ready to get in the bed. Oh, I like your. Right? Get in the bed. Sexy underwear. Yeah. Thank you. It it shows it's it's from a place. Uh, it's from a place called um, Andrew Christian. I thought it was religious <laughs> underwear, and apparently, my friend who's gay says it just shows my dick. Yeah, you I like think, it. You like it. Yeah, I I like it. I'm really tired too. And okay. I want okay. to abide by what my grandparents. I, I want to respect you. That's all I want to do is respect you. Um, but you know, That's all I want oh. to do. Mary, what, what? What's that noise? Oh, it's what's just that a, noise. It's just a gecko. You see it on the on the on the oh, roof. Okay, okay. It's just a gecko. Oh boy, it's like it's calling he's out. It's he's almost in, like he's. He, it's he's almost not like interested he's, in us. Okay, but it's almost like he's talking to us. Hey there, kids. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just a gecko <laughs> sitting up here. Don't mind me. You looking real cute in them shorts, boy. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Mary, I think that gecko's gay. Does a ge- gecko sound a little... No, geckos ge- aren't gay. Don't okay. raise it. Yes, some of us are. <laughs> okay. All right. I just think I'm liking the view. So you girly, yeah. you girl, I need you to get busy right now because I need to get busy right now with my ghetto gecko dick. See that sound I'm making? That's me. I'm horned up like a motherfucker. Mary, how do you want to sleep tonight? Do you want to um, uh, cuddle? Maybe we can just cuddle. Buddy to buddy. No, I'd rather prefer it to where you're, uh, where we're sleeping away from each other. Show him your chooch, girl. I think that I need to beat off like you would not even imagine. There may be a little gecko juice falling from the season ceiling, if you know what I mean. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> Mary, do you mind if I sleep with the gecko? <laughs> I finally got it. And <laughs> <laughs> Y'all knew when take, you saw that you, gecko, we you, were definitely going to do a theater about it. If you need to take a shower, we understand. We understand. Y'all knew it. We understand. Our poor intern is going to have to edit this. <laughs> poor Frank. Gecko juice. Poor Frank. 
Y'all, by the way, if you are noticing that we should just a shout out, like our intern, his real name isn't Frank, but we don't want to say his name because he probably wants to be more private. Maybe his name is Frank. Um, but anyway, we just if you've noticed some of our theme songs and stuff are sounding better, that is all Frank. And when he uh, he's going to move here from on the other side of the coast and we live back in L.A., we're going to be we're excited. We're going to be. Working on some more recording stuff, changing how we record, trying to sound, I, I don't know. He as says he wants we to, can. He thinks we need to sound professional. Jake and I aren't familiar. Uh, yeah, that's never going to happen. But shout out. We're already loving what he's doing. We're very impressed. Christina, our producer, is just gooshing herself, y'all. So anyway, shout out to Frank. That the hurt my voice. <laughs> it, hurt, it hurt my soul. <laughs> can, we, can we move on? Can we move on? on? To, it's time. Uh, Johan and Ellie Mae Clampett. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ellie Mae bitch. <laughs> Ellie Mae miserable bitch. These, these hair extensions. <laughs> what I, a joke. I, I told you I saw them. You hadn't seen them yet. I, 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 pr- I specifically kept my way. I did not watch. I did not watch the next week on. I needed. I, I prefer never to see her. Um. But it, it's not, and the fact that apparently sissies are saying that she's saying it's her real hair. <laughs> like, just at least, admit it. Just admit, Darcy and Stacy admit it. Well, they have to because we see their, <laughs> see their their the threads on the back. Um, also, if this is your real hair, what? Come on, here's come on. You know, I'm I'm actually um, I'll be honest. I actually like her with long hair. I think it suits her. It's a little too long, but it suits her better. I think with like her hair short and with her bit, it makes her look way more like Johan's mom. And like, <laughs> it, it makes her look younger. It's, I think it yeah. fits her face All she better. needs is a house coat and she looks like Johan's yeah, mom. But I yeah. think with the long hair, it suits her better. It makes her, no. fa- it suits her face better. She just needs good long it, hair. No, it, I see what you're saying. It makes her look like she's wearing a stupid wig. That's what I see the whole time. Um, yeah, it's just not good. Uh, Y'all, I they do a flashback. Uh, we don't need to talk all we, about we, that. You we, all know. You, we do not need to belabor this, but... They've got Gizmo, the dog bag. now. My Aunt Peggy had... That was her first dog, Gizmo. She, our Gizmo. Second, she loved that dog, Gizmo. I, I don't even think a dog can redeem them... <laughs> Like I think I think production got them the dog. Like maybe something we can watch that we can, yeah. we can rest our eyes. I um, will say I do have an update that uh, uh, Talon is showing his dick on his OnlyFans. Uh, are we still paying for that? No. <laughs> Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. No, is, it worth, is it worth seeing? It's a big dick. <laughs> it's a big dick. It's a very big dick. And actually, I like his body. He's not like ripped like Johan. Like he doesn't have like an eight pack, but he kind of has, you know, how some guys have one ab. Yeah. Like not, which I actually prefer because got you guys, if you have an eight pack set of abs, that We're to me tells area. me you're boring. <laughs> okay. It is. You can't eat anything. I, you can't drink I, anything. I agree. I just feel like we're anyway, in a weird area. It's a big dick. Um, I swear, fingers crossed, I have unsubscribed. I haven't messaged him at all or tipped okay. him. I promise. I, I did write just to see what I'm writing. I, Get off my toe. <laughs> I just I don't I don't want them on this show anymore. It's two two seasons too long. Get off my toe. I feel don't, like don't you it's don't 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 uh, uh you mar it by being well, on my toe. They've done two things. We find out a they've dropped Sully the, it. They've dropped the whole storyline of him wanting to go to the USA and her um her basically of of him not realizing he's them thinking he's on 90 day fiance they dropped the whole thing they dropped that or she got a translator to explain to him that she owes eighty thousand dollars in parking fees and (laughs) and has bankruptcy and can't go live in the country or she'll have to me gotta pay taxo el broco el broco I think maybe he got that, and that's why he started. El tax frado, frado, and <laughs> el lockupo, lockup. Because when they, when he keeps talking about, I've got to think about other means to make money. He kind of looks up, and they both go, hmm, "I wonder how." And I went on his OnlyFans. That's the way he's making his money. <laughs> so yeah, they. I think they. They. I think they literally just they had a little break and they filmed right from the end of last season um for this. It, was, it was smart to bring in the friends because there's yeah. nothing really to tell about with them in but she season. does say i feel like he tried to humiliate excuse me humiliate humiliate me on the tell-all after seeing all this stuff with Taylor. i think that's exactly what happened uh but she says but we've been going to therapy and i wrote i roll <laughs> and I don't, I just can imagine their therapy sessions. I guarantee you, she takes them over. I I and and it's I, I can't I can't imagine it's a level playing field. Probably not. Yeah. Now, Xander and Lizette show up, and she picks them up, and they're like, "How's it going?" They're like, "How's it going?" And she tells them about the butcher shop that the landlord wanted the place back. And Danielle says, "You know," she says in her in the moment with Johan sitting beside her, "You know, I think it's just good. It's just learning. Sometimes we need to move on from things, or we need to figure out ways to read a contract." <laughs> <laughs> Most miserable bitch in the world. She can't. Help herself, y'all. Can't help herself. Like, why do you have to always win? That's the problem with Danielle. She always wants to win. And she says she doesn't. But you know what? So does Johan. He like, I actually think they're both terrible. Yeah. I just think this person is a monster made for reality television. And (laughs) 
I, but I love Lizette where Lizette's like, you know, Danielle tries to paint this perfect life, but I can see through the puka shells and the crystals and the smoke. And I'm like, nope, no, it isn't girl. I, I remember y'all. We love Lizette and Sandra. They we, keep it real. They keep it real. They don't give a fuck. And so well, no. I'm, here da- for them to be here. Danielle is the one friend they amuse themselves with. Because y'all, we've got to have we got to have that one friend who is never barely holding it together. It's a new thing every couple mm-hmm. months. Who's yours? Anyway, <laughs> uh, and they're like, "What's your typical day?" And like, well. We like, I get, get, get to make him some breakfast. I do a ritual. Then we kind of like bullshit around till noon. And then we decide we go to the pool or the beach. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How are you worshiping? Well, she's like, you know, money's coming out of my account. I'm a yoga instructor. I do spiritual retreats. I do blah, blah, blah. And I, I was right. Like, I'm getting nauseous because hearing about her again. And, uh, but y'all, everything's fine when Sandra and Lizette arrive because like everyone, the women get dickmatized by Johan. They're like, oh, he's a mountain of a man. Oh, I want to hug him. They sense that huge dick energy, and they're like. <laughs> Poodle, Poodle and I would be the same way, y'all. Oh, we would. If I, if I met Johan, I would just start giggling. And uh, anyway. And then, oh. I'd see, then I'd see miserable bitch, and I'd shit my pants. <laughs> Anyway, so I don't have much more to say. Oh, They're basically ahead, yeah. asking about, what do you want to do? And and he's talking about compromise, and they're like, does, does he really know what a compromise is? And the thing, what I don't understand about these two women, is they know their friend. They yeah. know she's like a she's like a dog with a bone. She's never going to give up until she gets all of her way. Yeah, when Lizette said the thing, I know that she doesn't want a man that she can bulldoze and walk over. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> and actually, she wants the strongest tallest most bullish man because then that will be the biggest achievement that she will be able to control him and they they said well maybe what i really want him to do because that way i can kind of work with him and say oh i kind of did this too is we'll open a gym and i'll I'll teach yoga and blah 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 you know why she wants that so she can watch him and make sure he's not getting hit on by the other women ding 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 that's it and then Danielle makes sure us make, make sure we know that, but you know Johan has a lot to learn about running a business, because obviously she went to business school and is so good at it. So good, her financials are impeccable. <laughs> I don't have anything else for them. Get off my toe! I I, I sully it with your with your little waddle. <laughs> I'll do it for, which I think the long hair helps the wad. The short hair made it, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I okay. also said next week, uh, they, they had that the elf, and she's like dressed up as an elf. I'm like, she's an elf with a shelf. <laughs> no, the shelf. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. You know what? I have to say, I, it hurts me to say the name Kimberly and not saying Kimberly. I miss I her. I miss her. I want to go through this segment and I really want to be careful about this because I don't want to feel like I'm stepping on anyone's feelings, but I want to understand what happened. Let's talk about Kimberly and TJ. I, yeah, I have I mean. some thoughts about this, so maybe that'll help clarify. Um, and I, I think there's one big, I think there's one big comeback I have to everything she's saying. Um, okay. And maybe it's not fair, but so this is after the post blow up. Um, 
this post blow up of this, and he was bad mouthing her to his family, and this is when he he she's Which very upset that he called him a dick. Um, I need a dick. I need a dick. A dick. A dick. A dick. A dick. A dick. And she keeps saying, "This is really important, you guys, because uh, I want to. I want to just talk about this topic." She's like, "I wasn't being heard. I uh, he doesn't listen to me." And and neither of these two people can get over the fact that they feel hurt. That's, neither, yeah. mm-hmm. and so both of them are talking about. Can't you see my hurt? But can't you see my hurt? They're they, actually the perfect. Um, they. This is a perfect example of because i wrote a lot but really the same undercurrent of the same thing was happening the whole time tonight and even tomorrow but they're the perfect um poster child of couples therapy because all they they just want people they want the other person to see their hurt but they all they're it's the it's it's the blame game it's the blame instead of claiming how they feel it's i'm gonna blame you and and tell you what's wrong with you instead of saying I statements and claiming how I feel, how that's, you make me feel. That's exactly what it seemed like to me. Yeah. I think um, it went to couples therapy. They actually, this is actually pretty easily fixed, right? But it is ugly to but watch. It's ugly um, to watch. And so the next day, by the way, he's done nothing. the The hard thing here is because he's a mama's boy. Um, all he needs to talk to is about his family and saying, he doesn't know she's doing what I've done. She doesn't, can't see that. She, uh, and so they're saying, oh, she's like a sheik from Dubai. I will say not a good way to make a first impression with the family. No, uh, Kimberly, <laughs> but that's also a, it, that is on her and it's a bit on him of telling them everything, but they also can kind of just hear it. Yeah. They're only upstairs. So yeah. later on, we have that phrase. I give him everything, and I don't think he cares. Again, but he's saying I sacrifice everything to build this, and I don't think she cares. Right. So they literally both want the same thing. So the next morning, she's in her knockoff Pikachu onesie, um, saging the place, and and then she says, "It's just another example of me not being heard." Put a pin in that. I guarantee you she will use that expression later on. Uh, the spirit guides are here with me, though, so it's okay. And and TJ basically saying, well, I want to start a new day. I want to go up. And it's interesting how he's he is seemingly kind of either let things go or saying, you know what? You're going to have one bad day out of 30, and it's fine. So let's just start today, and it'll be great. It felt so fake to me. He's like, hey, how are you? Yeah, I, but I don't think – it's interesting you say that. I guarantee there's a lot of people who behave like that. Well, because, I think culturally that's how – what they – True, yeah. but I'm saying that's a very American response to say it's fake. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. I, and I – but I believe that they're thinking you just let things go. Yeah. You just move mm-hmm. on. And so she basically says – uh. And he goes over to her like nothing's wrong. And she says, are we still getting married? Yeah. Then we need to resolve some issues. Do you feel like both of them are just children? It's that. Or something. I feel like she's bringing a lot of trauma from previous relationships. Maybe romantic ones. Maybe childhood. Remember, Um, mom doesn't love her. True. Uh, Or she at least believes that. 
But um, what's but what's so I get her, but I'm kind of like, what's his deal? Because he seems not just as much, but he's too for both of them, he seems traumatized by something as well. I think he's just reactive. Uh, um but do you remember what she said to him on the last episode? She could get he could get nothing from her except for these are the things you wanted me to pick, and this is what I get. She's like, I got this lip like you wanted. And instead of validating any validation, no, she didn't. Like, she didn't. Yeah. So I think, I think they're there. I want. I want to keep going with this. He says, she says, I feel like you're not listening to me. And then he says, you're underestimating everything I did. I just want you to validate that this is the house that I've made, and that you, it, I, I'm. This is this is my self worth in a lot of ways. And, and it's, it really is. It's not the content. It's the communication. Right. Terrible. Because when he said to her, you call me a bad word and she's, and she raises her voice. So it's the communication. She raised, well, she's like, what did I say? And this is what's interesting. You can't use the, I feel like you don't listen to me and you, and I'm not being heard. If everything that's coming out of your mouth is an insult. Well, it's for both not, of them. Exactly. But no, I'm specifically, he's not saying he's not being heard. So that's why I'm clarifying it to her. Yeah, yeah. He, she, she is more, she is more of a hypocrite in this sense because they, I think they both are a bit, but she is the one saying, I just need you to understand and validate me. But yet when he said it, he finally, he finally said, Oh, this is brutal. He said, it hurt my feelings when you called me a dick. I was called me a dick and said I was acting like a dick. And her response to that was, Well, you're not listening to me. Instead, all she no. had to say she was said, you are when you don't listen to me. She's like, and she said, I just need you. But she followed it up first with, Well, I just need you. If she had just oh. and went on on her tangent, if she just said, I didn't know that was a bad word for you. I am so sorry. I hurt your feelings. I won't say that word to you again. That would have started he, a conversation. He, but he did start by being in a, in a moment of kind of like kind of shocking vulnerability for this man who we don't even know. He tried. She pissed on it. Um, and, and then he pissed, then he pissed on her because yeah. why wouldn't he? Cause now he's hurt even more. Yeah. And, but it's it's weird. She keeps using this phrase, and uh, and I just want to say, this is not how to use the phrase. I feel like I'm not being heard, because that means that means it also means someone's talking over you. You're not listening to you when you're not being heard. It usually means you're talking about how you feel about something. She's not. She's just talking about the the shit that she had he hasn't done. It, exactly. It would She's be, using it in the wrong way. Th th that's why they need a therapist because the therapist could say things like, how do you Kimberly, feel about it? How do you feel about it? But also Kimberly, how do you think TJ felt when he heard you talking about the apartment last night? Right. Cause I don't think either of these people are bad people. They're just so wrapped in their own hurt I, and they can't communicate. I, I wonder, I want, I don't know how much his background is. I just know he is extremely reactive to mm -hmm. any time she shows anger towards him, which is culturally not okay. And he has been shitty about kind of, but we've learned from a lot of male uh, or a lot of 90 day yeah. that it, he has done the whole Indian culture male thing of, Oh, worry about that later. Worry about yeah. that later. So she is, I think bringing up and, that resentment. And we, but we haven't even gotten to that yet. 
No, she doesn't I didn't even know. Um, they, they are DOA unless they go to a couples therapy. They're, I don't think either of them have the capacity to work through this together. And I don't, and I don't know, maybe she will. I don't know if she's going to be able to admit because it seems like she's got a little bit of, well, you know, I've been in therapy for a while. I know how this goes. Because mm-hmm. the things that she's using, a lot of the phrases she's using, like would, being heard. I, I bet and, she's not been in therapy. Oh, okay. I bet she, there's all the woo-woo stuff she does, the crystal, the cards, which I think has, that brings meaning to my life. But sometimes, you know, there's people that speak in the platitudes of memes, but they actually don't do the the emotional and physical work. So she, she may have read a self-help book one time. And yes, and she said, like, heard. I try to be positive because I had a hard life. That's great. But there's um, a lot of times uh, change change comes from working through hurt. Yeah. I don't know if she's done that. I The, the clip we saw um, next week. the following week with the brother was rough. I'm, so. I'm telling you, I feel like out of all the couples, they are the most DOA to me. <sighs> I don't know. I to me, I just go back to sharp objects trauma, and I'm just waiting for her long lost mother, aka Patricia Clarkson, to phone her and say, "Honey, I'm coming to India. Anything you want me to bring you?" <laughs> We're in a weird place. <laughs> that that actually uh, that feels weird. So I would rather jump on to Wayne and Holly, or Holly and Wayne, and Wayne talking about. <laughs> Holly's outfits. I need South African sissies to come at us because he's not. It feels like it is this because look, and I'm not. So I'm not trying to be an American here, but the, this the one of the main plots of this storyline of them is where they live is not safe, and yeah. so their house been broken. All this. So that South African sissies, where they are, is it actually not safe for Holly to dress a certain way? I think there's a lot of layers here. We have to figure out how he was raised for women to dress and what he thinks is okay for women to dress. It seems like it's very different for her. It may have been culturally, maybe Jehovah's Witness related. So um, there are a lot of layers here. I don't think either of them understand. Um, If, if, if he is saying, uh, I'm trying to see this, in a way, because normally I would I would tell Holly wear whatever the fucking fucking fuck you want, um, especially like as I said, you're traveling thigh highs, <laughs> you're yeah. comfortable thigh highs, like you wore on the your your sketcher thigh highs, <laughs> <laughs> thigh highs by Skechers. Um, uh, I also want to say that uh, it's. He's talking to the saleswoman while she's in there. And y'all, this is a mother poodle move when you can talk to someone and they can hear you. And well, that's son Jaybird, he rarely comes home. So I like to go shopping with him sometimes. He lives all the way in California. I wish she would stay back. But y'all, she he's basically mother poodling her. Yes. <laughs> when she's if, if So you, that's why I asked, is this passive aggressiveness? Is it is it concern? Is this misogyny? Is, is it all these things? Yeah, I think there's a lot of layers, and I think it's a lot of those things. Um, I I don't think uh, I don't think he is he's completely 
honest with his intentions of saying, and I think calling anyone and saying they look like a prostitute is never going to go well. Not, no. Um, well, I, um, well, when men have called you that at certain times of night, you... A fancy one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, no, she's, crying in the, she's crying in the fitting room, and my mother was like, Cut! Japer did it again! <laughs> I guess he'll feel like he has some clothes with holes in them to wear. Oh, she really hated when you would wear clothes. Clo- oh. You're really bad. You're you're actually better. But when you were in your 20s, you would just wear clothes with just that holes. That was the style. It was not the style. You <laughs> did. You looked like you couldn't afford clothes. Well, you, honestly, you probably couldn't. Maybe. Um, I broke. I want to point out that uh, the when she when she does respond to him about. Uh, wearing clothes, and she's like, "I like, I like clothes. Don't want to wear clothes the way I want to. I like fashion and stuff like that." And all I can think of is this is like post Twilight fashion. It is. It is post Twilight. <laughs> and it's like this. Is oh my years god, out of she loves Edward. She loves Edward. She just wants to so sparkle like not. She just wants to sparkle like diamonds. I really I, feel like if someone told me she's like Devin's like cousin, Devin's aunt, yeah. I would believe it. <laughs> I, I would believe it. Devin's spiritual older sister, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Devin vibes. Uh, but I, I think, but the weird thing is she keeps saying, I know he wants to change my wardrobe and it's the fact that it's almost like she's considering it. And the sadness that I feel is how much is she going to change about herself and, or how much does she care about changing about herself? That's what I worry about. I don't think we know who this woman is. I was just going to say. I want to end this segment and say we need more information. Yeah. That's where I feel like. Because my first instinct is uh, vampire South African man, step off. Let her wear what she wants. That's what I think too. Uh, but yep. but I, if someone came back to me uh, and said women don't dress this way because they're afraid they're going to get – I know I, I did hear from someone that, that South Africa has a really high um, instance of rape. Oh. So I, I don't know if – um, if that's what he's thinking about, um, but it possibly might be... that she if she dresses sexier, that she's more likely to be raped. He's more likely to be raped. Yeah. I, again, there there's a lot of layers and things that we don't know about in this. Yeah. Um. Well, with the next segment, there's a lot of layers with the next segment, but luckily we know about them because we have very similar, not the same, but similar experiences. Let's talk about Kenny and Armando. Um. I loved this conversation. I love this segment, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're y'all. They're picking up his mom at the, Armando's mom at the airport, and uh, you know, Armando's like she hates Mexico City, hates it. Kind of <laughs> like when my dad used to have to go to Dallas, he'd always pull over and let me drive. <laughs> he hated City. drive, hated drive. Man, why don't I want to drive with them? Goddamn people! They don't know what the fuck. Truck just run you right over. Kind of like Dallas. Mexico City, 20 million people, same thing. Yes. Now, we both have <laughs> – yes, exactly. We have both have been to Me- Mexico. Now, the traffic actually is insane in Mexico yeah. City. But we both have been – you just recently. I feel like there were parts, but I felt safe in a lot of parts of Mexico City. Yeah. But I wasn't – I mean, it was weird I, I seeing police like with, like, big else, semi-automatics walking there, around. There's, there's danger 
wherever you go, but um, I don't know. I I didn't. I feel I felt pretty safe. I, there are certain places you wouldn't go at night. I feel like, but that's um, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know because I picked you up there when um, you didn't have your car with you. Corner of Bixel and Seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a place you want to be at eleven thirty. That's a deep DTLA joke. <laughs> So y'all, did you? <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, so they are. She said when I was in Mexico City before, they're talking to the bomb. I felt a hand in my purse. And I was very nervous, and um, and Armando is basically uh, telling her. Unfortunately, this is how he starts. That that Kenny wants to move here. No, he says insist. I wrote yeah. that down specifically. And I, so Kenny insists that we move here. And I went, Armando, I got so I angry at him. He does better on, going on. but uh, And then she's like, well, you followed him once and you moved far away she, from us. Oh, she laid it on. I just clapped and went, well done. And, and you want me to suffer. And then Armando yes. said. Are you trying to make me suffer? And Armando, Armando said, your tears give me strength. And said, well, I didn't feel supported by you. And, and he's like, no one gave me a hug. I got out of my pain alone. You know, I wrote, to, it was amazing. I wrote down, because when she started saying that, I started to like kind of write down to say, Armando needs to fucking stand up to his mother because he came out to them and they threw right. him under the bus. And, and I did not expect for him to I'm say, so I moved. This. The reason I moved away is because you did not make me feel supported. Yeah. And he said, and she, which I get that sometimes parents don't, even my mom fully doesn't. And we've had conversations and I'll say how I felt as a child and she'll go, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know you felt that way because a, they aren't queer and B, we kept all of that to ourselves and because, they, and you felt like you couldn't say how you were. We couldn't say how we were. Because, the culture. Like, if I was asked, if I was asked how I was, what would your mom say? You said, oh, I'm just kind of sad. What would she say? My mom would say, oh, baby, what are you sad about? Well, I can't say, well, I'm sad because. I'm sad because I'm afraid I'm I'm, I like boys. But like I did say, I'm sad because I can't take tap dance, mom. I really want to take tap dance. And she said, Matthew. What was her response? She's yeah. like, you're already doing choir and drama. Your daddy's not going to let you do anything else. So she kind of minimized so they, it. They shut me down. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, so it was really personal to me when I watched Armando have not only have this conversation, but you guys, I think, I know. He talked about the culture in Mexico, or at least where they're from, is that you, in America, you you separate from your parents. But in Mexico, he said you kind of live for your parents. Yeah. I think when your parents don't support the your childhood identity and cause you trauma, you don't owe them anything. 100%. And Rewind I love that if you need it. When he said, whatever since cultural I, norm. Since I didn't feel any affection um, from you guys, I had to leave. And... And he said, and I'm glad Kenny came and, uh, and, and, and he basically said, and kind of said, and helped me get out of this. And guess what? I left for me. 
I got out of my hurt alone. Ugh. And that, then ugh. and then he said, and now I'm married, and I have someone else to take into account. And I was just living for this. Y'all, I th- love it. We've kind of been waiting for Armando to kind of st- – to, to take kind of an emotional stance with his family because they are, they, they're basically the whole time they've kind of been half and half and half and half. And like, there's a lot of strides that have been made, but the mom and his family will kind of pull it on him every time. You know, and even that I agreed, even when we watched the first season, we, at first, even we were kind of like, you know, his parents seem to be trying, even though they're from, yeah. you know, it's not going to be the same in the U.S. It's in Mexico. But then when we found more information, and y'all can go back and watch, but if, if, if I'm, for some of you that didn't watch that season, it basically what he was talking about, like he was married to Hannah's mother. Yeah. Um, didn't he come out before? He came out, didn't he come out the first time? And the parents said... Yeah. Um, we don't accept this, I think. And then he got married to Hannah. I could be fucking this up. Then he got married to Hannah's mother, y'all. And then he came out again. I can't I don't remember if he came out again. I, I remember, remember if he came out and then she like ran I, off the road trying to kill I him. Think or that she, was, I think that, that was, was the first. time. That, that so was she, the first time. She was trying to chase him down the road because he did, and she ran off the road and died. And he went back in, in the closet. And he went back in the closet and his parents the whole time didn't want to acknowledge through all of that. So I think when I look at Armando, I think you get to do, well, first of all, I think two things. I think you need to read codependent no more and you can do whatever the fuck you want to do because you aren't with that book. That's true. They do. Um, But also he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do because he earned it. I totally agree. Regardless of the, of the relationship that your parents and you have, remember you guys, you can, you can, yes, a relationship exists between two people or two different groups, you and a group of people, but you can control the way you interact. You, you can. can make a decision with how you, I can decide not to take the bait when my mother throws something at me. <laughs> it's real hard. <laughs> it's real hard. It's real hard. Because she wants to bait me and get me wrapped up in all of her shit. And I just got to say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to take that bait. I can decide how I'm going to interact. I can't control anyone's behavior. But I can decide what my – and how I interact, what, how much emotional um, collateral I'm willing to put there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was very freeing, and I'm glad to see him say that to his mom. Be sure to use our BetterHelp code, y'all, if you need. Because if you wonder where Poodle and I, we didn't learn this ourselves. Nope. Didn't learn this at home. There was no home talk about being heard. No. No. Or or emotional collateral. No. No, no, no. Wasn't any of that. Nope. That's all I got. I mean, Kenny was Me very too. proud. Kenny, Armando kind of told Kenny, and Kenny said, yeah. good. He said, because he said, the mom always makes it about her. And she and she does. She does. And uh, she does. and uh, honestly, you can say it with love, and I think he, he the closest oh, thing he to it, without without accusing her and making her feel shameful. Um, but y'all, sometimes truth truth will hurt. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be accompanied by shame. Um, you know what? Yeah, you know what my therapist told me uh, last week. We were talking, and we were talking about 
as someone who wants to people please and setting boundaries. And I said, yeah, I set a boundary. It was a little uncomfortable, but I felt good afterwards. And he said, I think you have to remember right now in your life, every time you set a boundary, if it feels good, it's probably not a strong enough boundary. It needs to feel uncomfortable for you because you're not used to it. Ooh. And so and that's going to be Armando. Oh, she bit. read you. Oh, I have a great therapist. And but Armando, I think it's I feel for him. I'm proud of proud for him. But I feel for him because I think he's going to have with Kenny, with his mother. He's going to have a year of uncomfortableness of just setting boundaries that for him. Yeah. Well, let's go. I'm done. That's all I got. Now, I'm just thinking about the gecko jerking off watching <laughs> watching Barry and Brandan all night. We gotta go, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Just gooning <laughs> the whole night. Y'all, that gecko Ooh. sat there waiting for them to do something the whole time. That gecko's balls were blue the, as the sky the and next then he, day. He came so hard his tail fell off. <laughs> Uh, grow it. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the show. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I can't.